All right, welcome to another episode of your favorite decal production podcast, Brigham Young Money. It is me, Kyle, and I am joined by Greg, who also is part of this decal podcast, but the brains behind the whole operation, Jordan. Hello. Hello, everyone. I don't have them for sale. Please stop <laughs> he has, asking. He has exactly um, 12 of the Real Salt Lake ones. So. Do you not understand that there is an association with Spain's fascist dictator? <laughs> Do you not understand, Jordan? No, I, I, I didn't think I did because I just made something based on where I live and also my political ideology. So I guess... I guess I'm the asshole here. Do you, you know? Do you know who is the owner of Real Salt Lake? Uh, technically, MLS. <laughs> you guys don't understand that there is a billionaire owner of the club in which you are parod- parodying. Pretty bold move, Jordan. But we love to see it. I yeah, was just, so I was uh, just surprised he allowed me to make the the decal. I'm shocked. I know. I know it was pretty crazy to get Deloy Hansen's explicit approval for those po- for those decals, but you guys, yeah. I love them. I love yep. them, guys. I I thought the hammer and sickle would be a hard sell myself, but you know what? He he was cool with it, which is weird. Yeah, strangely down for it from being from Cache Valley or wherever he's from. Um, yeah, so Jordan's sending uh, some decals out to our patrons of this fine podcast, whose money is just being funneled to. Um, different um, activist things we decide to push the money towards. So um, you can become a patron, get stickers or slash decals and have your money go towards good causes. That's essentially what's Mainly also just for sticking with us for all those weeks we never put out an episode. (laughs) That too, yeah. It's been, life's crazy and stuff. And so... Way to be really cool about that. Yeah, way to be cool about it. Sorry, we're slow. We're like busy and stuff. And uh, we're st- I mean, we're still doing this. We're still cruising. We still got them coming out. So yeah, we started making decals, you know, big things coming. Big watch, watch this space. Might make more decals. <laughs> I don't know. Watch this space energy. Big watch this space energy. Just, like just think of us as like a future, you know, NFT valuation. We'll get there. We'll we're making our way. We're a It'll startup with a good product, and we hope to be bought out by Ryan Smith by the end of the week. So, yeah, this is a this. Our goal is uh, bought out for sure. We're we're going to be selling this to the Barstool Sports Network, and it's going to be in the lineup next to Caller Daddy or whatever one is left on that. Whichever one of Caller Daddy girls is still on Barstool, this is going to be right alongside that. So, watch this space for ads regarding other Bar Barstool Sports Podcast Network shows. I'm so fucking and, excited uh, for Brigham Young Portnoy. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to nervously laugh as Dave Portnoy says something entirely inappropriate in front of me as I have to pretend to still like him. I love I, I'm I for one so excited for us. So excited for our age of consent episode. (laughs) Anyway, uh, bears minus six. uh, Let's go. (laughs) This pizza's great. Yep. Yeah. So it's uh, let's see. It's first day of December. Uh, Time's just a flying by. We uh, we'll get to the headlines here in a sec. We've got kind of a lot of ground to cover um, just because it's been a little while. There's just been a lot of stuff going on, it turns out. but how are you? How are you guys doing? Holding up well over there? Over both of over there's? 
Greg's doing great. I saw Greg the other day. I saw, I met him and Noah for a quick little lunch. It was delightful. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Jordan, what about you? What have you been up to? Everyone have a good Thanksgiving as well, I, I presume. I had a great Thanksgiving and then I made a shitload of decals. So that, that's pretty much been it. Um, just me hitting the sticker game. Uh, it's a big racket. Uh, it's like NFTs, except for you can actually physically touch them. So, you know, I'd say better. You know, if you want to pay me $30,000 for one, I would accept that. You know, who's to say? I know, like, think of it this way. Like, you could buy, like, a rainbow scar NFT that you could use in some future, like, metaverse school shooting you plan on doing in, like, 2030. Or you could buy one of these decals and put them in your ca- on your car. Both these guys are so mad at me for saying that. But. What the fuck, dude? I don't know. What else? What what is the what is the metaverse about, dude? I, like, I don't, I, it's got to be just committing violence later, right? It's just Grand yeah. Theft Auto at some point. Can you? Can I just? I, I will say this on record. I have no fucking idea what a blockchain is, what crypto is, what an NFT is, any of these things. It is a completely foreign language. And I am so blissful in my ignorance. I don't want to fucking know what it is. I don't. I can see why my school shooting comment would have been way confusing. Now. Jordan, I feel, I feel like you're probably on the same wave. I like... Unfortunately, I am starting to learn like too much about it. Um, I feel like it's important that I learn my like I learn about my enemy. And yeah, um, yeah I, I it's it's weird. Like the honestly, I mean, I, you're yeah, on to something, I think, because I mean, well, like the what? idea of an NFT, really, it's it's really stupid right now because it's like just pictures of apes or whatever and just dumbass drawings or whatever. But like the idea is really in the future to be able to like uh, like Counter-Strike, for instance, for instance, is a good example of like the skins selling that they do. Like people are paying like hundreds of thousands of dollars for like skins in Counter-Strike. It's like that type of thing where like an NFT has potential value in like the metaverse. That's like the fourth version of the internet that we're that we're heading towards like See, i was leaning more towards your school shooter uh comment because well, that's was, like, what i'm thinking... saying so in the metaverse like ostensibly there's going to be like uh community gatherings in there and there are these the idea is that you could buy these nfts that could you know be utilized in certain ways in many like different pieces of this metaverse so if you can buy a gun nft like i don't see why people aren't just going to be like walking around the metaverse with guns since that's what's happening IRL, except the stakes are just lower. I, so. I mean, honestly, like that's probably what our economy is going to evolve into because we've shown that in the last year or so, we can't even like provide the materialistic benefits that like this neoliberal order was supposed to provide everyone. So yeah. maybe the new thing to keep everyone on line is we'll let you kill your boss while he's dressed okay. as Shrek. Literally this already. So did either of you have you either of you guys played Grand Theft Auto Five? Yes. So playing like at first, I, I I enjoyed that game. I was I mean I'm more of a Red Dead Redemption kind of guy, but I did play Grand Theft Auto Five for a while. The thing with Grand Theft Auto Five is if you played online in a lobby with a lot of people, like Rockstar started giving or it's like allowing people to buy what they called like shark bucks or whatever, and you could use the that that fake money to buy in game shit. Like people were spending like thousands and thousands and thousands of real dollars 
on a fake currency to be able to buy like an F-16 that you could just fly around and just wreck people's shit and make everyone else's lives miserable in Grand Theft Auto V. So I show up just trying to do a heist with my buddy. You know, we were just trying to get some small time coin compared to these other dudes who were just driving around tanks or whatever. And they just make it a mission to fuck your life up just because they can because they've spent you know, 10,000 real life dollars to get artillery equipment that should only be reserved for God. And they just wreck you over and over again. And it's miserable. So all I can picture now is that the metaverse is just going to be that it's going to be people who are like just millionaires of NFT bullshit who just show up with like, like full arm sleeves of just like ape tattoos. And then they have sniper rifles like tied to their fucking back. And then they just shoot you over and over again while you're standing outside like Truanon did outside of a like a um, femboy Hooters or whatever. Like that's the future, okay? Man. Anyway, there's really like a Truanon really... episode where they go or they post the video where they were like exploring the metaverse thing, or they're they're doing um, VR chat and there's just it's really good. But anyway, that's the future and it sucks. It sounds oh, like God. a really elaborate money laundering scheme. Oh, absolutely! Like all of this shit is. It's. Uh, it's great. It's a money laundering scheme it. that also like requires like the entire energy output of like fucking Colombia in order to make one of these things. So, yeah, I, mean, I love it. it. It seems like that even your world sounds better than what's really going to turn into. Like it's mostly just going to turn into like your boss having the skin of like Will Smith from Shark Tales as he <laughs> fires you. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mine's the after work version. Yours is the nine to five where your fun <laughs> boss is wearing a party hat. Yeah, in that shark costume, dude. I love it. But then luckily IT doesn't change your password, so you just go in there and just like, I don't know, can you do violence in the metaverse in the business <laughs> side? That would be that would be interesting. That's what I think is I mean, that's the only that's the only thing I see happening. It's it'll, just it has to turn violent, like all good things about this country. It'll just be a lot of cyber like uh vandalism, just like fuck this place you put everywhere. <laughs> cyber vandalism. Yeah, dude, you gotta you gotta let out the steam somehow. But um God, we're anyway. all just heading into red, ready player one. Fuck. And yeah, well, what's interesting, yeah, it well, we can say that for uh another time the thing is though i like i I, nft shit is obviously the dumbest thing and it's easy to make fun of because it's so stupid and all their things are like ugly or whatever but um like that's kind of the the future that tech bros want and if you like look around at the world that we live in in real life like we literally live in that now it's just not in the fucking metaverse like this state like is just pre Silicon Valley. And like every, if you see what's happening, like San Francisco and stuff and just like the complete inequality that's just decimated the entire like Bay area, like that's the already the reality that we live in. And it's the one that the tech bros have created and like what the economy and the markets or whatever have allowed it to create. So uh, if they want the metaverse shit to like be the future thing, it's likely just the direction we're headed because they already control the current reality we live in. But anyway, my God, uh, I've been on. I, I've just been thinking a lot about this while I've been like building furniture or whatever. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Damn, Kyle. Um, usually we get like eighty minutes in before I want to kill myself. I know. I forgot. <laughs> I didn't realize. I've, I've been like very distracted doing other stuff. Like I've literally thought about. I've talked to no one about any of this. But anyway, um, Greg, 
it's hell it's hell lines time it's time for you to start to hell. because we've got some stuff to uh go over we're gonna go we're just, we're gonna do this real quick um because okay. we haven't done an episode and a lot of these are kind of a bit of uh old news when it comes to the news cycle i mean first off number one of course kyle rittenhouse walked we knew from jump street the fix was in um Ellie Mistel in The Nation had a really great article, um, and in it, there's a quote. She says, uh, "He, he. Oh, yeah. I apologize. Um, the verdict is not surprising if you are familiar with how the criminal justice system works for white people." Wisconsin Judge Bruce Schroeder, who presided over the Rittenhouse trial, consistently made rulings in the best interest of the white gunmen. He refused to punish Rittenhouse for violating the terms of his bail, excluded evidence of Rittenhouse's behavior before and after the shooting that spoke to his intent and lack of remorse, allowed the defense to mischaracterize the people Rittenhouse killed as rioters, yelled at prosecutors in the front of the jury, dismissed an illegal gun charge against the gunmen, and had the jury clap for one of Rittenhouse's expert witnesses. No doubt some people will express shock at the verdict over the next few days, but Rittenhouse's freedom is not a miscarriage of justice. It is our white justice system working as intended. The system is designed to free people like Rittenhouse, white white vigilantes who kill to maintain the best interests of whiteness. It doesn't always work, but it works often enough that it gives comfort and confidence to any white person who clearly realizes that they might do an obviously illegal and violent thing and either get away with it completely or receive a light punishment. Um, Another quick reminder that the cop who shot Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and sparked these protests got off scot-free. And if there's one thing that we can glean um, from all of this is that it is open season on black lives and anyone who supports them. Yeah. So going like starting with the end of that and going backwards, like the, the cop getting off, I mean, it's, it's unsurprising, but like the justification for why. So like the, the situation that, that happened that he came up to was that Jacob Blake was get, was leaving like an estranged girlfriend's house um, with his kids in the backseat of his car. Um, and the ex-girlfriend or the girlfriend or whatever she came out of the house at, at, at some point like cops were called so cops show up and the cop that like initial i guess shot him all the times i don't know if, if he was shot by multiple cops or just the one but he said that he he thought that jacob blake he just assumed that he was kidnapping the children which is yeah. why he shot the, which is such an insane thing to like be able like that's the justification like you just get to oh i just just i i operated under the assumption that he was killing or he was kidnapping children even i mean they were his kids even in the case that he was kidnapping them is the that that that's that's uh i'm pretty sure cops aren't allowed to just be the executioner or attempted executioner even in that situation worst case scenario which wasn't the situation that was happening. Um, so yeah, pretty insane stuff there, but like, yeah, like as you were saying, um, and as Ellie Mistal said, uh, like, you know, this is just like, I wasn't surprised at all by the, by the Rittenhouse ruling, like quite honestly, just because the way our laws are written the way, I mean, ever since stand your ground was really like codified, it's just like with, with the George Zimmerman case, it's like, 
Of course. And, but like, there's this weird gray area that exists in these situations where it's almost like if the guy that had like gone after Kyle Rittenhouse with this, with a gun instead of a skateboard, he would have been in better legal standing because to right. him, he just saw a dude firing on a crowd. Right. So if he had just been like, Oh, that was as we're all told, as we're told the good guy with a gun story that we're told is right. that a good guy with a gun stops the bad guy with a gun. And if you're at a protest and you see a counter protester shooting on uh, shooting live rounds on on protesters like that makes him the bad guy and if you have a gun you're the good guy with the gun so it's almost like he should yep. have if instead of a skateboard he should have had a gun and he could have killed kyle rittenhouse and probably gotten away with it but because of how like as ellie mistel says this isn't like a miscarriage of justice like this is like how it was how this shit is written it's yeah like, this is how it's well. supposed to go down yeah it's insane it's, it's yeah. it blows my mind um yeah, there's just a lot of crazy shit there. And there's like, I mean, there's laws that have been changed all over the place that's that are very similar to this, like the specifically the one around being able to hit protesters with your car, like essentially all drivers of cars need to do is go put themselves in a situation where they're surrounded by people and then can feel scared and then run people over and they have legal standing to do that. Like that's and that's kind of where we're at now, which is insane. Yeah. So as you said, like it's open season and uh, like it's i mean i guess we'll see what happens but like we saw so many instances of the pro like during the protests over the last year of people running people over with their cars or hitting like cops yeah, doing it too but civilians this. yeah and now that now there are laws that have made that completely legal exactly like as long as they feel quote threatened or whatever yeah yeah it's really fascinating in a really bad way <laughs> but like yeah um it's just it's insane how our laws are written and then like uh, the like the dismissal of the gun charge was really weird too. The whole thing was weird from the from the judge himself. But like, whether it was the judge being a freak or anything else, it's like me, even if there's a different judge in there, it might not even make a difference because like a lot of the way the laws these laws are written just reflect the same thing. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty wild, insane shit here. It's it's fucking awful. Um, on the on the other side of things there is a little bit of good news in the hell lines and that is um that ahmaud arbery's killers were found guilty travis mcmichael the man who pulled the trigger his father greg mcmichael and william roddy Bryan jr were found guilty on multiple charges including felony murder malice murder aggravated assault false imprisonment and av aggravated assault with a firearm uh, I do want to be clear, though, uh, for anyone listening, like, do not think for a second that this means the criminal justice system works. Like, please remember that the DA re recommended no charges for the killers. And the only reason they were convicted is because an attorney gave the tape to local media, the one that, that made the rounds that we all saw of their attorney. Yeah, their attorney. Which might be like the biggest own goal in American criminal justice history. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely insane. I mean, it was just a straight up lynching, like in like yeah. the most traditional sense. Um, oh. They like, they like even what they said made no sense. Like uh, um, Ahmaud Arbery was like, buy like a house that was like being built. And they thought that he, or they said they thought he was like, robbing wood or like what the fuck did they even think he was doing yeah he was, he just was steal out on a tools. fucking jog yeah yeah like it, who hasn't like just walked by like construction and been like oh i wonder what's being built here let me check it out and they fucking murdered him for it yeah, so yeah. 
it's such like a white privilege thing because like I swear like every white person above the age of like 45 just sees like a house under construction just like wanders into it just because like I wonder what they're doing in here. Maybe mm-hmm. I could get how, some interior design. How often design. do you see that in your neighborhood, Kyle? Which is fine. I, I live in a construction zone right now and like people are just like, people are like, oh, this looks cool. I'm going to check out what these houses look like or are going to look like. And people just walk through. I did it when my house was being built. Like, like and, it, and I walked through other ones by me and I, it was never like a weird thing. But I mean, they didn't kill him because <laughs> he was walking through your house. They killed because they saw a black man who they thought was like misbehaving. So they killed him. Yeah. All you gotta do is just look at the mug shots of these guys too. And just realize that these are two of the most like dipshitty looking like Southerners you could ever see in your life. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty fucking nuts. Yeah, just they, really disgusting behavior. But yeah. Um, in, in, uh, Ellie Mistal's piece, he was talking about before, like he, he was expecting this outcome. And I think this was, I mean, if this one <laughs> seriously didn't get like, if they didn't get charged, charged and, um, uh, convicted of these crimes, it was just like insane. But like Greg pointed out, it was because a tape was released. So, I mean, it just makes you sick thinking about how many things just happen it, where there's no video evidence. It also wasn't just because of the tape, too. You had, like, local reporters who was like, this kind of smells like bullshit. And who, like, yeah. started digging in a little bit more. And that's when they, like, found, like, wait, there's no footage from cops on the scene. There's no report from it. There's nothing. What? How is this? And then once they started pulling that thread a little bit more... It all fell apart because everyone from that small town hick ass police department to that district attorney in that county just tried to sweep it under the rug as like a well, he was an intruder and got shot. Whoop de doo. But then once it kind of <sighs> came under any sort of scrutiny whatsoever, it fell apart. And yeah. it's great that there was justice in this case, but how many hundreds or thousands of cases does this not happen? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the anomaly, not the uh, <laughs> yeah, and not, then like not think about the ones who have e- even more protection, like cops doing doing this, mm-hmm. getting away with it. Like this was civilians. a cop doing this, they would have gotten away with it exactly. So this was an investigator for the DA. I mean, he technically almost was a cop. So uh, yep. yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, <laughs> moving on, uh, guys. There's a new variant that just dropped. That's good. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. Omicron, Omicron, uh, the first Omarion. Um, Anyway, the first uh, Omarion case was uh, identified in California today. And if there's anything that we've learned in the past two years, uh, nothing will change and we will go about it. Uh, the same way as we have um, and a large swath of this country will think it's a hoax and uh, thousands of people will die. Yeah, it's pretty uh, like I, I've been like, I, I, I'm sure you guys have been seeing like the updates from like New York City mm-hmm. where they have like over a 90 percent vaccination rate. They're on like multiple days now in a row without anyone dying. And they're like eight, their seven day average of, of deaths is like like six, seven or eight deaths mm-hmm. per week. We had like 17 people die in Utah today uh, on like it's a Wednesday. Um, And that's like every day here, Mm -hmm. like literally every day. And we're a third the size of New York City. Yeah. (laughs) And we live in way less dense situations than them. So it's like, again, uh, Utah has more deaths than the entire country of South Korea. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's. I mean, 
And and of course, it's, it's like this country as a whole also is just like, I mean, Joe Biden's not going to change anything. Like, n- no. nothing's changing at all. Um, they're just going to keep encouraging people to get va- vaccinated, which people should do. But like, we're going to hit it. We've maybe already hit the ceiling of how many people actually will. Um, I don't know. It's really just going to come down to like how quickly these like other treatments can be developed. Like there's like that COVID treatment pill that's yep. like been been approved. So it's like there's things like that that are going to make a dent. But it's just like I don't know. Get vaccinated. Get your booster. Uh, above all, it's not going to really matter until we start actually take, like, caring about the global south and maybe trying sure. to waive some of those uh, some of those uh, waiver patents. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, like the entirety of like the African continent continent like can't manufacture vaccines because and they can't get vaccines because like Moderna won't share like like information with them. And so like this this new variant was like determined to be like the South African variant or whatever, but they just were the ones that discovered it. It had already been in Europe and everything and like that. But like um I mean, yeah, the the global south is like a good year and a half behind every everyone in like the first world nations when it comes to vaccines. So, again, the longer this goes on with that many people unvaccinated, like the more times we get the um, Omicron or like whatever one is next. And you know what's probably going to happen with all this is like it always does is is Cuba is probably going to produce most of the vaccine that's used in the global south. And then yeah. we'll still, and then there's still going to be people in this country who are going to wonder, like, why do people in South Africa like Cuba more than the United States? It's like, well, shit, they kind of stepped up for them a little bit more than you did. I, I mean, man, we could go on forever about Cuba and how, like, uh, I mean, there's a reason, like, even though people here seem to love Nelson Mandela for some reason, why uh, he he and Castro were best friends, but hey. Um. Yeah, I think that's it for that. Be a uh, big thing is coming. I guess just stay safe, people. Like, I haven't gotten my booster yet, but I need to. Um, encourage friends and family to. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we are going to take a walk down uh, memory lane. Hey, hey, that was good. Hey. I didn't even I didn't even see that that pun on the document, but now I see it and I'm glad you said it. That's beautiful. That's why they hey. pay me the big bucks, folks. That's right. Glenn wow. Maxwell, longtime associate and girlfriend and child procurer of Jeffrey Epstein, uh, allegedly, is on trial. <clears throat> On day one, prosecutors say Maxwell and Epstein's were, quote, partners in crime uh, and also said that Ghislaine Maxwell exploited young girls and served them up to Epstein. Um, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Prince Andrew, Kevin Spacey and others named at the Maxwell trial uh, by the Maxwell defense team. Yeah, I believe by uh, – uh, Jeffrey Epstein's personal well, pilot. So th- this is what's confusing about that. So like it, it wasn't actually his pilot. It was actually by by Ghislaine's, uh, we, like her actual defense team. Which and so the the pilot was a witness called by the prosecutors. But like the defense team has like a very good rapport with the pilot in a, yeah. like a really creepy, like disgusting way. I, so uh, I, I've mentioned, I already mentioned true on once on this podcast, but in a lot of other times uh, in past episodes, but they like, this is true Anon's beat and they are at the trial every single day and they are releasing a podcast every single day of the trial. So um, they're le- releasing daily podcasts, I guess through the weekdays. 
of what's taking place at each one of the um, each day at the trial. And it's really good info. And um, because there's a lot of like this trial is really weird because, yeah, I am skeptical that anything big can come of it just by the fact that it's happening. Like the fact that this is even going to trial to me means that there have already been a lot of like loose ends tied up. The biggest one, of course, being Jeffrey Epstein himself. But like there are so many other things that like could have come out that are not really within the scope here. So like I like Brace and Liz were talking about on the podcast. So they like maybe they were thinking like the prosecutors called the pilot as a witness because they had like maybe flipped him or whatever. But the pilot is like Jeffrey Epstein's boy. Like they're like BFFs. Jeffrey Epstein paid for his daughter's tuition at private high school and private and private universities as well. He's like financed his entire life and he's been his pilot for like 30 years. And um, he was very much like. Oh, yeah, no, like everything was totally normal. I never saw underage girls on the plane, even though like there's like sworn affidavit uh, that contradicts that as well. And aren't there like a bunch of pictures too? Well, yeah, there's literal like photographic evidence of yeah. all of this, of all, so many of these things taking place. Um, I'm just in the, like I, there's some weird vibes from uh, the prosecuting attorneys. There's like a lot of weird stuff going on where there's kind of like um, some like Q-involved attorney people who are like in the prosecutor's sphere. Like it's kind of like maybe there's just some weird stuff going on. Like True and I was talking about how they like they were overhearing a lot of conversations with some of these legal teams about like getting people book deals or whatever. There's just some strange shit there. And that's kind of why I'm really skeptical of this trial just in general. I, I, I think I think she'll probably still get like convicted and maybe go to prison for a while. I don't know. But like nothing really big is changing here. Like there's no big investigations into like why Jeffrey Epstein was said to have been like an asset, right? Like there's nothing about anything like that at all or like why he was protected. There's nothing, there's no investigations as to how his entire like stay in prison was just completely uh, bungled. I put in quotes um, from start to finish uh, seemingly just setting like paper trails indicating he was going to commit suicide, but everything left open for him to actually supposedly do that. Like there's so many things there that are just not under the microscope at all. And the information around this is super weird too, because I've seen like, uh, like memes and like, like kind of just like things that are spreading about like what's going on. Like, Oh, like people were sharing information about journalists weren't allowed into this trial, like trying to make it seem like there's this big secretive secretive thing. And it's not like literally anyone can go. You just have to wait in Uh line at like 5 AM or whatever. Um, It's really, it's really odd. So there's like, with all things, there's kind of this sphere of like disinformation around it that maybe like kind of like Pizzagate being a thing. You know, like it, it, it it kind of like covers and it provides it like, some some cover for like the actual truth in certain things to like just be written off as being ridiculous right like that's why there's it seems like there's some type of like intelligence influence when it comes to QAnon in particular that there's just like i don't know like they can write they can write people off as being insane and i feel like there's something weird going on with this trial a little bit where i don't know like People aren't really paying attention as much anymore because we're far away from when Jeffrey Epstein supposedly killed himself. Right. Um, there's just like not a lot of like spotlight on this. There are, there are journalists who are reporting on this. Um, it's just like 
I don't know. It's, it's just it, fallen by the wayside. It kind of like, has, yeah. Which is really wild because, like, this really should be, like, trial of the century type shit. I yeah. grant, Granted, I know that, like, Ghislaine is not Jeffrey Epstein and we never got that trial. But this was, like, his partner in crime. Yeah. And, like, what should be one of the biggest scandals in, like, modern American, modern world history. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. And like, and like they're trying to like write like the, the the defense is kind of like she was a victim of Jeffrey Epstein too, right? Like she yeah, was that's, under that's like the this spell. She was under like the employment and the orders of Jeffrey Epstein. Um and you can't try her as being Jeffrey Epstein. So you can't like pass Jeffrey Epstein's sins upon her, even though like by all means she was like the second most prolific child trafficker this century. But yeah, it's a uh, it's really odd. I, I'm not sure what to take from it so far, honestly. I, I really like Shruanan's updates on all of this it's stuff. It's been great. Yeah, I'm just, um, I'm still just kind of skeptical. I'm skeptical that anything can happen to anyone, right? Like no one, sure. no, no one in power is ever held accountable for anything. I don't see why anyone. I mean, Glenn might go to prison, but no one that helps protect or do anything to help like pave the path for any of these things to happen is ever going to be held accountable for this. Yeah. Whether like, that's intelligence or anyone else. No. And like nobody in the, the black book is going to face any right. sort of repercussions about right. that at all. It's not like, yeah, like what I think will happen is that like Ghislaine will get prison time. Um, and eventually everybody will forget about this while the people who were, uh, going to little St. James are just going to continue their lives until, you know, they die surrounded by their loved ones. Yeah, like every fucking like rich asshole in this country and around the world. Yeah. hundred percent. Anyway, <clears throat> cool stuff. Uh, last one, the, something we wanted to talk about for a long time, <clears throat> our, our boy, our homegrown boy. That's right. From Shams Sharania of The Athletic, Boston Celtics center, former Utah Jazz center and draft pick, Ennis Cantor has legally changed his name to Ennis Cantor Freedom. <laughs> Cantor will be his middle name. Freedom is his new last name. He became a U.S. citizen on Monday. You know what? Guys. There's something funny about that just because like, well, beyond the obvious, but this isn't the first time he like flirted with changing his name. Like uh -huh. in 2016, he actually did kind of flirt with actually changing his last name to Gulen. To Gulen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Like he was he, with, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Fethullah Gulen. Yeah. Gulen Fethullah on Gulen, the day yeah. of the attempted coup in Turkey. The weirdest Twitter post I have ever seen from Ian's Cantor. And so that's saying wild. something too, which is like, he wasn't a part of the coup. I was with him and he was very sad about the deaths. And it was like, okay, you're saying a lot here. And this wasn't like the day of, this is like three years later. You didn't have to yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah, man, that was really weird. And like, clearly, I mean, he made that known publicly, but it's like, I, I'm sure that had to have been known. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm no fan of the Turkish government or Erdogan or whatever, but like, like clearly he hates uh, Ennis Cantor and like that's been known. So Ennis Cantor has been seen as this kind of like, oh, he's like a beacon against like the Turkish fascism that exists as right wing dictator or whatever. Um, it is simply just because he's like involved in these weird like 
like being with like Gulen, for instance, on the day of the coup is like really funny. Well, yeah, but also like the whole tale about like Fatula Gulen was he was like with Erdogan all the way up to the point where they had a break. But like, yeah, this whole like authoritarian state that Turkey's slowly been morphing into is kind of Gulen's creation as well. Like, right. Yeah, for sure. He's the one who created these weird sort of cults within the military and the public sector. And now like. And then he cultivated this entire culture. And now that like they had their split, they tried to like kind of exert their authority over like Erdogan and Erdogan's like, no, their big mistake was they didn't capture Erdogan first and Erdogan got to FaceTime and that was pretty much it. So in like, like a few months, I don't know how long he's been doing this shit, but he's been wearing these like hideous basketball shoes. They're are, so does fucking he, does terrible. Does he play in those? Does he? Well, I know he doesn't play like at all because he's like been benched by the Celtics, but like, does he show up to those like pretending like he's going to play in those shoes? Like, does anyone I was trying to figure that out. He 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 customized one pair of Jordans, um, like Jordan, like six lows or something. Um, or maybe they're like nine. I don't know. Anyway, he, he customized his pair of Jordans like that said something. I don't know. But he's been riding like he has these other weird sneakers that are always customized. And it's like free Tibet, uh, free Taiwan or Taiwan is like a Taiwan or something. Taiwan um, is not it, China. Taiwan is yeah. not China. Which is yeah, funny right. because the official name of Taiwan is the Republic of China. Yes, I know. They yeah. meant the People's Republic of China, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. But the fact that they like said that is still like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> guys can we just call it what what it is this guy's a fucking op well yeah so i don't think he's he's a fucking op op. he's either he's he's either an op or he's the dumbest most gullible man in history he can be both that's why he's like also doing like newsweek articles and like in friendly chats with like lacoud members like there's like there's like his belief system is so funny where it's just like we need to respect human rights um, also, here I am writing a Newsweek article with the former minister of police services from Israel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's, so here's like, my I, good I, friend Jared Kushner and John Bolton. God. Yeah, like, yeah. The picture with John Bolton is so fucking weird. His, I mean, okay, like he's not good at basketball anymore because he's, like his he's his, never been good. Well, he could get away with like his his style of play for a while, right? Sure. Like, but now he's he's a big man who can only like. It's only in the paint. Can't play defense. Like he's a complete liability. That's why he's not playing. He's making this whole thing about him not playing. It's because he's calling out like LeBron James and China or whatever. So he's he's trying to like position himself as the anti-LeBron or whatever his whole thing is. Um, and it like I mean it culminated when he he went on Tucker like the other day, right? Yeah. And basically said, shut up and dribble. He literally, he was like, (laughs) people in America should shut up and like be thankful for what they have or whatever, because I've experienced what it's like to not have that, I guess, as like. It's it's the it's the perfect right wing, like talking point of like, you cannot criticize the greatest nation in the world. Um, but go ahead and look at everything else because that that's actually bad. Dude, it's so boring. Like that's so tired to, yeah, for all of this to really culminate in him just saying like, like, oh, this is the greatest nation ever. Like that's really that's like really what it, it came to all of this, all of the fucking sneakers, all of like his like bullshit about everything up until this point. He just says, yeah, like LeBron should stop complaining because this is the greatest country on earth. It's like really like that's really what this this was about yeah. the whole time it's just so you could go on tucker and say that and 
Yeah. I mean, you know what? If you it, really it, loved America would have changed his last name to the entire lyrics for God bless the USA. <laughs> There's no legal limit on how long your last name can be. So it would yeah. be a pain when you're typing in, filling out a form when you're like checking out on Shopify. For, and like, now five. the center from Turkey. I think these lucky stars that I'm living here today because the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. Canter. <laughs> dude that would rule <laughs> that's the only time i'd be supportive of this but yeah dude it's so it's so dumb and like i saw people man i saw like well-meaning like liberal people like being like we early on whatever being like sort of like sort of supportive because i mean there's still this like we, this general idea that just like um that just really fully buys every single thing they've heard about china in the last like two three years and don't think oh maybe there's a reason like uh there's a like a concerted effort to spread out this information it's it's just like i don't know but anyway um and then like the tucker thing was just really like oh okay that's really what it was the whole time even though i mean I feel like it should have been obvious this whole time. The thing with Israel, with Israel's de- like uh, defense minister is just, it's unreal, dude. That That is like that. I mean, if your shoes don't say like Palestine, like there's a reason that Mr. Human Rights has not mentioned Palestine a single time. Well, yeah, because um, he's friends with all the people who like carry right. out like the occupation. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I think that you absolutely can be for human rights and apartheid. I think Apparently. it's totally possible. Yeah. So, I mean, this is his new career now, right, Greg? Yeah. Like, He's almost done with basketball. Here's the thing, at least from my perspective. Cantor is trying to pull a reverse Kaepernick. He knows his basketball career is almost over, so he's totally glommed on to this reactionary movement because he knows they're the type of people who will lionize him. And like his next career is he's going to be on the right wing talk show, talk radio book circuit for years. Like he's absolutely going to write a book. And you know what? It's a spectacular grift. And not only that, he will be the right wing's total like immigration darling for two reasons. One, he'll be the poster boy for the right to say like, oh, see, we don't hate immigrants. We love Anas Cantor. He came from Turkey and we love him because he did it the right way. Not like those filthy people from the South who, you know, come and invade our borders. No, he, he, he went through the actual system. Yeah. And he's also Muslim too. So that kind of gives him, yeah, like, we're not yeah, Islamophobic. Exactly that too. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, they've needed like a professional athlete who's Muslim that can be like right wing as well and be like weirdly American nationalist in a lot of ways like he's perfect yeah he did it didn't exactly work with uh mahmoud abdul raouf <laughs> no. <laughs> no um yeah <laughs> i look forward to like two years him doing like tp usa meetups with benny johnson i think that's going to be like that's it's the future he gonna deserves happen. yeah he's like, gonna here, here's i'm gonna go on, on my my hot take prediction anis Cantor will speak at the 2024 rnc oh without a doubt <laughs> No, I totally right next, buy that. Right next to Kyle Rittenhouse and Marjorie Taylor Greene. And you know what? He's he's going to get bounced out of the league this year or next year. It's going to happen soon just because he's a fucking he liability. Sucks shit. Yeah. He sucks at basketball. You he don't can't have a defensive feet. You don't have a defensive plus or minus of minus 7.2 and stay in the league. Like at a certain yeah. point you got to go. But it's it's going to be absolutely funny when he just like 
tries to pull the Kaepernick dude. Like I was blacklisted by the league because I spoke out about China when really he was because he sucks shit. Yeah. It's like, no, it's because you're the only person in the league with a negative PER. Yeah. Hey, you guys want to hear something funny? Please. This is just because I'm watching this on my phone right now because I'm finding this hysterical. Utah Valley's up five on BYU and basketball. Are they? Oh, really? yes. The number 12 Brigham Young Cougars are down five in Orem to Utah Valley. Oh, it's in overtime. It. Damn. Oh, BYU's ranked 12th, too. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sucks. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to end on uh, a quick little, uh, little <laughs> article that was in our favorite mag. The Des Mag, the Deseret News Mag, Des News, the Deseret dot com keeps on giving. What's uh, Deseret Magazine? Sorry, that's what this is. It's the it's the elevated one. It's the one that has really nice like um, no ads. Uh, it's got very nice like graphics. Um, and what we're about to read, it, I mean, it, it's it's the holiday season. We just had Thanksgiving. I hope everyone made it through without. Uh, hammering and sickling their uncle or whatever that we do. Yeah. Um, Honestly, like the biggest tip you can have for the holidays is let it go. Your uncle who thinks that like, I don't know, Chrissy Teigen like drinks children's blood at night to keep herself young or something. You're not going to win him over. Like you can, you can, you can read passages from state and revolution all you want. It's not going to win him over. That is true. Yeah. I, I mean, Agreed. I, I I had a very chill Thanksgiving, and I wasn't even even in a put into a position um, or situation in which I would need to hammer and sickle someone verbally. But I am glad it didn't happen. But even if it had, I was just like in a very Thanksgivingy mood. Um, that I was just uh, I was I was feel, feeling very chill. But I think it's important that we read this article, and I'm just going to il- describe the illustration at the top of this article. There's a uh, man with a beard gesturing towards a young girl who's in front of a Christmas tree uh, who is smiling and kind of moving towards the old man with a beard being pulled away by an older woman, uh, clearly appearing to be the mother, the younger girl's mom. <laughs> and in the background of the, there's a Christmas tree. There's a hammer and sickle on one of the ornaments. So that's kind of giving you a clue about Talking who the old based. man with the beard C- is coming soon to the Brigham young money, uh, shop. Ooh, we <laughs> hammer and sickle next year. Hammer, hammer that's like, and sickle that's short, that's kind of short notice. <laughs> it it um, kind of is. Yeah. I don't know. I got to kind of get some orders on that one too. The funny the thing is if you crop out the mom, of the year, if you we crop what? out the mom in that picture, it looks like a very pleasant picture of a girl and Karl Marx dancing. It really yeah. does. <laughs> it's pretty beautiful. Um, yeah. So this is a perspective article. It's from Jennifer Graham and says perspective, the socialist at the dinner table, how to survive a holiday gathering when your daughter invites Karl Marx to the party. Oh yes, <laughs> This is the best. I, this is, it's a quick little thing. We'll get through it real fast, but man. Um, and I also <laughs> was reading some of the comments and, uh, just, they're exactly it's what so you think good. they are. It fucking rules. Desert News is my favorite. I honestly love this publication. It rules. For a long time, I thought the biggest and most troubling difference between my eldest daughter and me was how we feel about horses. <laughs> I've been obsessed with them since childhood. She asked, do I have to? When I offered riding lessons, but we worked it out, meaning she doesn't ride and never will. And I'm over it. A mother's love overcomes mostly everything, especially if it saves her some money. Lately... There's an even more distressing divide between us. My daughter, now 27, 
does not like capitalism. Based. <laughs> These days, she prefers socialism. Based. This is a shocking what a development cool to my parenting career. Raising. Yeah, yep. it's a shame those writing lessons didn't take hold and instead like your kid actually went and developed a personality of their own. Yeah, it's it couldn't have been a horse girl forever. Um, critical support to our communist horse girls, though. I hope you're doing all, doing all right out there. Um, she came home at the start of the pandemic, toting, among her other possessions, the Marx Engels reader. For Christmas last year, she gave everyone in the family a copy of the Communist Manifesto. Based. Ordered from Amazon with unintentional irony. We do live in a society, I, of course. We do. also don't believe that happened. I don't believe that happened either, but it's still I funny. want to believe it happened. This yeah. is even funnier. Like, <laughs> this line is just kills me. Everyone was excited but me, and they would have all cracked them open and started reading right there under the Christmas tree had I not distracted them by presenting everyone with holiday gnome socks. I love the idea that everyone's just clamoring to read the Communist Manifesto, like with like the incredibly gripping text that it is. It's yeah. like nine pages long. Yeah, it's short as can be, too. And the funny thing about this, like the only thing I can think of is like the entire family got together. Like, let's do this just to piss off mom. mom. That would be way funny where they all like they all chipped in on nine copies of the communist manifesto to just like gleefully open in front of the christmas tree children of the world unite i have no idea what became of the other three copies once the gifts were organized and put away my manifesto now sits on the bookshelf smirking at me even unread i feel like it's winning although and it's anthenema to me she's talking about it like it's the telltale heart Dude, it's like the elf on the shelf, man. It's just a little communist manifesto. Can you just imagine the elf on the shelf with like a big Marx beard? I, dude, that's... Uh, all right, another thing for the merch store, I guess. Wow, we're just we're packing this thing up. We got to get capitalizing soon. Capitalizing soon. Um, although it's, an, uh, it's anathenomy to me, I can't get rid of it any more than I can get rid of my children's kindergarten artwork. Recently, another daughter, a freshman in college, came home and said... Quote, no one likes capitalism anymore. Based. She yep. says this in a house paid for by capitalism, filled with things bought by a capitalist. You don't own a factory, Jennifer. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, being being a capitalist who like doesn't isn't actually a capitalist is a, like a really funny thing to be. Like, oh, I'm a capitalist. It's like yeah, every single person who bought like three stocks on Robinhood that you don't actually technically own because they're all bought on margin by Robinhood yeah, seems you to think they're a the capitalist. News. <laughs> You're like, I don't know what our actual, I don't know if, I'm sure she has another job, but it's like, is that, are you really a capitalist? But anyway, um, paid for by capitalism, filled with, filled with things bought by a capitalist. Between you and me, us, dear reader, and her, it hurts. But I go ahead and open up the conversation. Under capitalism, it's every man for himself, she says, when I try to engage her. True. Capitalism. Yeah, yeah that's the fucking problem. Yeah. Capitalism dehumanizes everyone because money is more important than human beings. It legit comes down to human greed. Also true. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's the commodity. I mean, everything's commodified. Like we live in that. So, yeah, that's actually I, like Marx's entire labor <laughs> theory is that your surplus labor is more is worth more than you are yeah 
I point out gently that her transactions with her favorite restaurant down the street, a sushi spot run by a local family, represent capitalism in its simplest form, voluntary exchanges between individuals that improve the lives of each party. That's not For capitalism. <laughs> For this, she has an answer that is a one-size-fits-all rebuke to every argument in favor of capitalism. Jeff Bezos. Kids got a point. Okay. This drives me insane. That's not capitalism. A capitalism is not when you buy food. Capitalism is, is when you excise labor, surplus labor, from a party for the manufacturing of something. God damn, no, under no, you don't understand. Under not capitalism is when there is not food. So God damn it, there's a whole book about how like a few rolls of linen are equal to gold. God, sushi does not exist. Under it does not not capitalism. There's no sushi under socialism. God damn it, I didn't um, read the the capital manif uh, manifest. Oh. Das Kapital in manga form just to have this happen, okay? <laughs> in manga form. <laughs> to be fair, my mother and I haven't agreed on nearly anything since I turned 16. We belong to different political parties. I think this woman is a Democrat also. Oh, no, she's um, not. This is the lady that like watches all like conservative media for Deseret oh. News. So like every single article she has too is like Clay Travis and Buck whatever hit another Wait, home really? run. So this, this woman's elderly mother is a Democrat? You think? Are you talking about like the socialist mom or what? I'm talking about Jennifer Graham. Do you think she's a Democrat? No, no, no. She's not a Democrat no. at all. Oh, okay. She's very much a Republican. Okay, so her elderly mother is a is a Democrat then. Yeah, she's the one for the Desert News that wrote that article about like why Aaron Rodgers was getting information from Joe Rogan. Yes. Oh, okay, <laughs> great. Which like save you a click. It's because Aaron Rodgers is a fucking idiot. She came across to me as like a conservative Democrat. I'm just looking through her feed now. Yeah. I mean, conservative yeah. Democrats are basically Republicans anyway, right? Well, yeah. Like, like that's why I think that. Um, oh, yeah. Interesting. Like, she, she, I think she was like a never Trump conservative, maybe. But she put infighting, not Fox, is the most serious problem that conservatism faces. Conservatism has enough challenges without a never Fox movement. Interesting. Um, huh. Wow, her when she tweeted out this article, that shit got ratioed extremely hard. I um, anyway, might have caused that. Yeah, nicely done. Oh yeah, I think he brought this into the into the sphere of consci consciousness. I was so no excited one, when I saw it. <laughs> honestly, I'll keep I'll keep sending people her way if she keeps writing gems like this. This is great. Okay. To be fair, my mother and I haven't agreed on nearly anything since I turned 16. We belong to different political parties and different religious denominations, and she prefers Estee Lauder while I like Clinique. Still, we have never once had a disagreement about whether the underpinnings of the nation's economic system were moral and sound. Unlike my children, I have not uttered the phrase, eat the rich. Um, Fucking buy a decal, based. by the way. Or yeah, buy a decal, a decal or things. subscribe yeah. to Patreon so we'll mail you a decal. I don't know. We'll figure it's funny that how out. that one sentence is so... Uh, is so illustrative of how like fucked this country is where she says still we never once had a disagreement about the whether the underpinnings of the nation's economic system were moral and sound it's like you belong to two different <laughs> political parties and you believe the same thing when it comes to <laughs> the nation's economic system being moral and sound is so like, funny the number one thing about this entire fucking country like the know, reason like, that like <laughs> thousands of people continue to fucking die every day from covid 
I know. Listen, and, yeah, like, we can both agree that you know it's it's wrong, but you know everything listen, else. We both we don't agree on much, but we do agree on this: the poor should be allowed to die in a ditch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm socially I'm socially liberal, but I'm economically conservative. I've I think the causes are very good of all of these things. Yes, the causes. The causes are great. The causes are good. <laughs> we fucking love. There's one thing about this podcast. We fucking love causes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my uh, God. I, that's just like no like introspection in that line at all, where the two, the only two political parties just happen to agree on, agree on the most foundational aspect of this entire country. I'm and fucking system, but dying. Whatever. Okay, there is much to be admired about the zeal of youth and the determination of every generation to overthrow the assorted idiocies um, of their parents and improve their own lots. The baby boomers have been there and done that. In fact, the baby boomers practically invented teenage rebellion with their shocking rock and roll music, long hair, and hot pants. They, too, were rebels with causes, civil rights, Vietnam, and free speech. Cool, Moreover, and you could buy a house well, for 60 cents and go to school for a nickel. <laughs> yeah, you also yeah. like had like the all the exact remnants of the new deal sort of America exactly. that allowed you to have all those things. I mean, your parents yeah. went off to world war two when you, and they got the GI bill to become middle-class people and buy their little quarter acre lots everywhere. <laughs> and what did you have? You had, you, you, you inherited all that. And now you're still hoarding all that. What are we yep. supposed to hold on to? I'm, I'm glad you protested Vietnam because you didn't want to go get your ass shot off in the rice paddy. Congratulations. Yeah. Kind of self-serving there, but whatever. Um, yeah, the shot that her, her two daughters have at being able to buy a house is just like being able to inherit the one that this woman already lives in. Like, that's like the yeah. only way here. They have <laughs> you know? to wait for you to die. Yep. Yeah, like I was born in the Reagan era and literally every president in my lifetime has been some sort of iteration of Ronald Reagan. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> I just, it rules. Like it, it just amazes me too. Like the moment they had a chance to just opt out of like this sort of like ideals they thought they had, whether it's civil rights or whether it's or whether it's Vietnam or whether it's free speech. Yeah, all those things went by the wayside when you voted for fucking Reagan. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Literally the worst president of the past what hundred years ever, ever maybe, maybe yeah. Ever. Moreover, the anti-capitalist impulse is nothing new, and it's just as likely to be inspired by Henry David Thoreau as by Karl Marx. Yeah, because they had a lot of similar ideas. Crazy. Thoreau was the age of my oldest daughter when he first went to Walden Pond to live in a 10 by by 15 foot hut. He too decried the hamster wheel of the capitalist work week, believing that people should order their lives so that they work one day each week and take six off. Honestly, yes. Sounds good. His first foray into transcendentalism, great album, uh, began with him moving into the spacious house of a friend, Ralph Waldo Emerson, and ended with him moving back in with his mom and dad, who'd been chugging along in the capitalist train, making the finest pencils in New England, which again, uh, were they selling those pencils themselves? Okay, sorry. Uh, Making the finest pencils in New England while their boy was thinking deep thoughts in the woods. The pencil trade would eventually provide Thoreau with the funds to self-publish his first book. The truth is, the truth is, most of us eventually turn out alarmingly like our parents, which is why the progressive insurance Dr. Rick advertising campaign is so funny. Oh my god! In the, 
no it's not it's fucking terrible it's 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 also like it's also just a commercial though yeah it's it's in a commercial commercial, it's not real life i know dr rick coaches young people on how to not do things like their parents do like texting with one finger or planning to leave a football game in the third quarter do we really need to a sign that tells us to live laugh and love he asks taking a wall sign from a young woman and putting it in the trash what do you think your children are like i know and it's also like uh being like your parents in a personal like personality wise does not mean you uh agree on the uh how did she word that the morality in in uh, most the, cases the like like system. Jennifer and all that I'm going to guess like the only reason they take after her in any regard is probably because they probably suffered some intergenerational fucking trauma but yeah other than that sure the company's chief marketing officer, Jeff Charney, told the Washington Post that he built the campaign around a psychological concept of introjection, which is the human tendency to adopt the ideas and values of people around us. Psychologists used to believe that kids started to become more like their parents when they have children, but now they think it starts when they buy their first house, which is something my kids have yet to do because of, you know, Jeff Bezos. God damn, why do they hate capitalism? It's crazy. That's right. Can't even While imagine. I wait, well, BlackRock to- and Zillow buys up all the like excess stock of houses in this country. So, like, <laughs> while Zillow is literally like creating their own inflationary market on every housing like bubble, every individual housing area uh, that's popular in the United States, it's great. No, it's no, I think this awesome. is a great system where an app can like upcharge the uh, a cost of a house by about two hundred thousand dollars. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, it, it's it's great that they were just like this handy little app you could use to find houses while they harvested everyone's data, their income level, and then could price buy and price houses accordingly uh, based on who they knew was looking at the houses that they bought themselves. So um, honestly, great. That seems good. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if that's Jeff Bezos, but that's pretty close, I guess. Well, you know, we never had these discussions as a <clears throat> child when I was growing up to, you know about the moral underpinnings of our system that allows my children to never have any sort of generational wealth because I'll never have a house. Yeah, it's great. While I wait, I may not be able to talk to my children. I I may not be able to talk my children out of socialism, but I know how to make a deal. I'll tell my daughters that I will read every word of the communist manifesto twice. You'll read nine pages. If they will read Milton Friedman's capitalism and freedom. I've wrote, I've written term papers longer than the fucking communist manifesto. (laughs) Like, come on. That's a shit deal, man. I have two, and I haven't even like finished college or anything. I gave up. Listen, if all else fails, I'll take them shopping. Jennifer, it, Jennifer's kids, if you're listening, which you honestly might if you live within this state near a socialist, um, <laughs> make the deal that she has to read Das Kapital. Both volumes. Don't just do one. Don't don't cheapen out on that one. Make her read both volumes, and I want her to tell you what the cost of a roll of linen is at the end of it. <sighs> this is awesome. The comments here are great. Uh, like, tell them that even their false hero AOC is really a capitalist selling her sweatshirts for eighty dollars. Those union made, <laughs> yeah, those union made sweatshirts. You know, th- where they have a say in control of the of the manufacturing process. Yes, I, that's such a. I love that every single time. It's like every this time. person is selling a ethically made sweater for. $80 like they are a hypocrite it's that that one is my favorite these 
these uh i wonder if these are great i wonder if jennifer could tell us uh what happened to ayn rand right before she died Ooh. <laughs> uh, the solution is simply education as much of it from either side uh-huh yeah, yeah don't I'm, do I'm anything sure. these issues work themselves out as things continue to get progressively worse surely time will change these girls <laughs> yeah i mean in like the last 20 years i have found myself moving from being a conservative republican to damn near a communist at this point so that's right. I yeah. The more financially stable I get, somehow I even uh, I just continue to not feel any type of inclination of my brain moving rightward in the slightest. It's I don't know. Yeah, what, what it's that's weird. About, like though. for me, being in the military was like wow. I get this free education and healthcare. That's amazing. And then like the thought carried over, like everyone should have this. Like this is yeah. simple. There is like. A, this comment from read to learn says, uh, let's see. I keep trying to explain to my children that the problem isn't capitalism. The problem is deregulated, unchecked capitalism. What we have now is exploit capitalism that devalues human beings, which of course, I mean, it's just capitalism. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but, Congratulations. But, Thank you, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, for but the second piece of this, though, comments. yeah, exactly. The, uh, the, the, the compassionate thing? capitalism. No, no, no. It, had, it was the sweatshirt that said like something. Capitalism is theft. Yeah. Capitalism without regulation is theft. Which is about regulation. That's right. Which means regulation yeah. with theft is capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work that way yes. out. It doesn't really work. No, um, whenever like you have, whenever you have like one of these people trying to explain like how capitalism is different because this way is different than this way, it all comes down to that Duff Brewery joke from The Simpsons where it's Duff Dry, Duff Light, and Duff, and it's all coming out of the same vat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all yeah, the same so like, shit, man. There are some interesting, like, so the second half of that person's comment, the Elizabeth Warren comment says, it's no surprise young people are turned off by capitalism. After all, what's in it for them? They can't afford a college or to buy a home. And it's like, I mean, that 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 really is like, uh, <laughs> that, that, that should be the normal reading of like what's taking place here just for like the normal brains, even like the capitalist people is like, okay, if we don't like... What you're seeing, like, uh, I, I, I I overheard a similar conversation that this article was um, kind of displaying from, like, one of my parents and, like, some of their friends years ago. Uh, and they, they were saying, like, how sad it was that the majority of people under the age of, like, 35 have a more favorable uh, view of socialism than they do of capitalism. And it's like, okay, well, one – Everything that's been like marginally good for people that's been like uh, that's a social or, or uh, a governmental policy has been called socialism by any by like the right. So like healthcare for everyone, that's socialism. OK, so then I guess I am a socialist. That's a good way to make a lot of people social or turn them on to socialism is when you call every good thing that could potentially be done to help people socialism. And then the second piece is is, is what this read to learn person is saying is like, hey, the problem is not capitalism, but like. Um, like, look on this, look at how things actually are right now. And I would argue to this person, obviously, like, these are all just, uh, you know, the output of capitalism, but to even to this person who's by probably by all means thinks they're a capitalist, um, can recognize that like shit is really broken for like a lot of people. Um, and when you like, don't even, uh, acknowledge that that reality, of course, more people are going to turn to socialism as the, as they call it or actual socialism. Um, and, yeah, man. So, and yeah. I mean, that's also the thing too. Like when you say like, well, this isn't actually like 
good capitalism. We need to have the better capitalism. Like, when the fuck did we have the good capitalism? Yeah, when, yeah. Did, when did that ever exist? If you're below the age of like 35 in this country, please tell me when you had the good form of capitalism. Was it when the cap? Was it when capitalism exploded in 2000 because everyone was buying websites like? I don't know, fucking balls.com and for like $3 million and then that somehow exploded or was it in 2008 when banks were just like, yeah, fuck it. We, everyone gets a loan. Nothing bad will ever happen here. And then completely got blown up. And then everyone who ever wanted to own a house after that pretty much had to like give a kidney to get that. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're doing great. And we've really recovered from 2008. And then we just go right in like this pandemic and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, And when the government gave aid for COVID, that was probably the largest uptick in like GDP we've seen in like the last 40 years, which is astounding. Man. Yeah. The the comments on here. So, I mean, it's like every, like every half, like, or quarter. Yeah. Every, piece of knowledge about like anything related to any of these things like that read alert person also continued and was like, like even the most liberal politicians are not socialists like bernie sanders and aoc are not like marxists or whatever but at the end of the end of the day we all want the same thing democrats and republicans want schools and roads and health care yeah socialism well, is when the government does things yeah <laughs> Anyway, also, uh, Bernie Sanders is a Marxist. Like he's, he made documentaries about, about Eugene Debs. Like, come on, man. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Marxist that, uh, everything that he's proposed as a politician is a very mild social democratic (laughs) like policies. So here's a great comment Uh, here. Marxism and its relatives have caused more human suffering than all other movements in human history combined. Those that push Marxism and its relatives ignore that brutal history well good news slavery and colonialism you're off the hook this time sure yeah just because we wiped out 60 million people before the year 1700 in north america doesn't mean anything whatever sure just because like we talk about all the atrocities that happened in uh in like communist countries in the 20th century while completely ignoring like all the atrocities carried out by say like the british empire or the dutch or the belgians in the congo or literally pretty much every western nation in the The, world the english empire the british allowed three million bengalis to die during world war ii just through famine but oh no i no you know it's it's that evil Marxism that's, you know, the one that's killed the most people. They've killed 11 billion people. 11, dude. Yeah. Stupidest conversations. And those comments are so bad, but at least the article is good. And are there think, any are there any go to Cuba? Uh, <clears throat> oh, there were plenty like, in there. Oh, was like, sure. Was like, those are always my favorite of the world. They don't even allow this type of discussion in socialist countries. Like there's yeah. a lot of that in there. And yeah. it's just like I, that's yeah. always that's always my favorite argument. It's like, well, why did you go to Venezuela? It's like, yeah, let me go to a country that's been completely ravaged by U.S. intervention. <laughs> Yeah. Keep in mind that Marxists have killed over 100 million people since 1900. This is more than any other ideology. It's like, all right, man. I, wait, I, were you reading that comment? Is that a comment on there? Yeah, it is. The funny okay. thing about that is, first off, no, they haven't. That's You're just like wildly inflating numbers like the victims of communism. Black book just somehow adds a zero every single time someone checks it. And like you're throwing in things like the Wehrmacht. Like, come on. 
Oh my gosh, Come dude, on. this is so awesome. Okay, the last one I have to read, it just says, so the ideas and culture editor for Des News National hasn't read Marx. The Communist Manifesto was one of the most influential works of philosophy in the 19th century. Well, frankly, in the history of philosophy, and your columnist makes it to a, a pri- point of pride that she hasn't read it. It's not about agreement or disagreement. Rather, it's about being literate in the history of ideas. And the person that responds was, says, I doubt you've read the Book of Mormon, so the same standard applies to you. (laughs) (laughs) This rules. Honestly, this is why I love the Desert News. We gotta end it on that. That's like like the end one game where the guy does like the between the legs, like 360 dunk. Dude, skipped my literally just did an off the heezy and just, yeah. Honestly, Dude, I love. I I honestly love the Deseret News. And I love the articles that I so like. Good. Their opinions, the Deseret News magazine, the stuff that just gets put in there is just endless entertainment. I swear, <laughs> I swear to God, I can't get over that. You never read the Book of Mormon, I'm sure. Just random commenter on on a Utah base, like most people here have. Man, I'm sorry. God oh damn, God. that's so fucking cool. Honestly, I check the Desert News every single morning. It's yeah, it, these guys, yeah, Jordan especially. Like, I'll like take a break through my work day and I just see what's going on in Slack. And Jordan has already sent like four Des News articles <laughs> that are just like talking about how just the most insane shit every day. This was one of them, and we've been waiting to read it because it's I I just love it. It's no. the perfect perfect christmas miracle every single morning there's something insane in there i'm like yes yes like the other day it was bethany mandel talking about like wow kanye west really loves the institution of marriage and it's just because kanye is having like a mental breakdown dude it's because kanye is posting on his story that he like god is gonna bring him and kim kardashian together while she's writing the fucking like splash mountain with pete davidson (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) like come on man yeah she's like she loves marriage dude yeah like that song where he like all those songs where he talks about how he like can't stop cheating on the people that he's with like i love my wife oh my god yeah anyway i like no no disrespect to kanye like i just love that uh article so much oh i know like everything like any i love bethany mandel i really do like fucking rules we've we've given her so much shit on here yeah. yeah come on as like someone who's like a contributing like writer for the deseret news despite probably never stepping foot in this fucking state like i think yeah. you should like come on our pod so we can like talk about things let's talk about utah <laughs> dude that'd be really funny i i straight up i got no like <laughs> i got no like bad feelings for these people they just provide me with a lot of uh entertainment I we think have literally profited of off of them that is true well they've helped us like uh like contribute money to like bail funds so like shout out to them i guess i know i can't even believe we haven't even talked about like how like their their editor like wrote about how like byu has no room for like let's go brandon chance oh my god i know (laughs) which is the most byu thing ever too just like like unabashed conservatism mixed with like a code word for a swear and that that's the perfect place for it that is as freaking byu as it gets Uh, yeah either one of you guys or someone else said it was like straight up like if if soaking were a slogan it would be let's go brandon for real (laughs) like come on all right well guys it's been a pleasure this it's is this is an episode that's actually like made me happy. I know it's a fun one. I show up. I love the the desert news. Seriously, most of the time, sometimes they'll make me insane. Like the 
the Ryan Smith one, but uh, this is a just a this is just a good-hearted one for the holidays. I think this is good a good one to just carry into your holiday cheer. Uh, get those communist manifesto stocking stuffers to pair with one of your Brigham Young money. You got to buy them on Amazon. Yep. They're going. They're going real. Yeah, real right. Jennifer Graham. Make sure you unironically buy them on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Graham's kids. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> going to suggest you go to Haymarket Books. Um, your one-stop shop for pretty much every leftist literature you could possibly ever get. Um, your mom yeah, will love right. it. Um, get her a copy of a people's guide to capitalism. Oh so yeah. You can Ooh. actually learn that, uh, that. It's a good one. Actually. I'm like, I'm like in the first little third and it's like, Oh yeah, this is a better way to talk about capitalism than Marx did. Not that Marx didn't do a bad job. He's just very dry. And that's why I ended up reading like the illustrated version of Marx because it really hurt my brain. Yeah. So Haymarket Books, they've got it. It's $12 on paperback. Um, and maybe, so yeah. And maybe your mom will learn that capitalism is something more than when you buy food from a restaurant. They have gift bundles that are 40% off, dude. What? No, Haymarket Books rocks. They have the app. Okay. Okay. We're just honestly, we're ending this with a plug for Haymarket Books. They've got these gift bundles. They've got like a, they've got Abolition Now gift bundle. Like it's got Angela Davis in there. Um, They have one called the Socialism 101 uh, bundle. They've got the Class War bundle. They've got Black Radical Tradition gift bundle. Buying that one for Poetry for the people. Reproductive (laughs) justice. Against empire. Yeah. I'll, oh man. I'll be buying Dude, the Black Liberation Pack for my dad as well. I'm sure they have a free it. Palestine gift bundle. Karl Marx was right gift bundle. Revolutionary. Oh my. Okay. I'm going to actually send the Karl Marx was right gift bundle to Jennifer. That was so my Dude, D, my DMs awesome, are open. Actually. I will not share your address. Jennifer, over... holler at me. Dude. Okay. What do we? This is cr- Jordan. Thank you for turning me onto this site. You're welcome. <laughs> I bought stuff from like independent bookstores before. Like that's what I tried to do, but I've n- I'm not familiar with this. Okay. All right. Hey, Market Books. H-A-Y, Market Books. Okay. Nice. All right. Shout out to them. <laughs> I'm assuming they're doing good work. I like what they've got going on, on the site. It's been a pleasure talking with all of you, dear listener, Jordan, Greg. It's been a pleasure. Any parting words, my friends? Stop bothering me about decals. Yeah. And... uh if RSL loses, no one gets decal. Just nope, kidding. burning the whole batch. <laughs> no one gets them at all. Yeah. Anyway. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.